Welcome back to the Last American Pubcast, a Tuesday edition, which is our uh, additional day and time now. It's something that we're doing starting in November, which is today. Yep. <laughs> uh, so joining me today will be PJ Williams over from Conspiracy Pilled. And of course, I'm Frank from Let's Be Frank. It is great to be here. And just for an update for everybody that was waiting on me because I was so late. My son did make the basketball team. That is why I was late. I was attending his tryout and wanted to make sure that uh, he had all the support he could get. So Nice. Glad to hear it, man. Yeah, man. Yeah. Oh, you know what? It's great to be on on a Tuesday night, and I'm glad that we're doing this. And just to, to fill everybody in at home on the Last American Pubcast, if you don't know, we have a regular stream every Saturday night at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. And this is supplemental to that stream. And it's not all of us. It's not all four of us. It will be, uh, whether it be PJ and myself, maybe Tom and PJ, Abby and PJ, maybe me and Abby. Except, the combinations are endless. I'm sure it's not endless, <laughs> four of us. <laughs> but you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited. I, I'm excited to be doing this more. There's a lot of stories that we don't always have time to get to on one night of the week. And uh, next Tuesday is our election night coverage stream, which I'm very excited for. Yes, I am as well. Our election watch party night, and yes. make sure you bring in plenty of shots because I'm sure you will need them. I'm anticipating a celebration uh, this uh, this election night, but you know anything maybe. can happen, and we that's why we're doing the stream. <laughs> maybe we'll maybe it'll be like uh, two years ago where we all celebrate and go to bed and then wake up and we're like, "What the hell happened? Did I wake up in the twilight zone?" <laughs> yeah, that actually happened to Brazil lately. Well, we'll talk <laughs> a little bit about that later tonight. <laughs> sure, yeah, for sure. So, How was your Halloween, by the way? It was fantastic. Thank you for asking. I got to hand out candy. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> so, me and my wife uh, got to sit out uh, with my uh, in-laws or my uh, my brother, my brother and sister-in-law. We got to uh, hand out candy together at their house. So that was fun. Awesome. Yeah. yeah I so, took my I took my kids around the block uh, here, and it was it was nice. I actually saw the for the first time I saw a, a couple that that cared about the kids and the adults, and they were handing out candy to all the kids and shots of whiskey to all the adults, <laughs> which I thought was pretty interesting. So that was kind of fun. Yeah. No. For sure. So you know, I'm very excited about doing this Tuesday night show as well, along with PJ. Maybe it'll be all three of us. Sometimes maybe it'll be all four of us, like I mentioned earlier. Uh, but regardless, it's a shortened show. We're doing about an hour. And I'm doing a lot of exposition right now, but it's it's important that you guys know what type of show you're in for um, if you're tuning in on on Tuesday nights with us. And we'll typically start at seven. Again, we were late because of me, but we start at seven, and we'll be, as PJ alluded to, talking about topics. Sometimes we can't even get to on the podcast because we got so much to talk about. Yeah, this been a this been a crazy week this week. What story do you want to start with tonight? I want to start with the apology story, the amnesty story, and not amnesty talking about the illegals crossing the border and Democrats want to make them all Democrat voters. No, 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 no. I'm talking, even though that's uh, horrible too, I'm talking about the COVID amnesty. That's right. The people who were the worst during the pandemics now asking for forgiveness after ruining people's lives, shutting down businesses, not allowing you to be in the hospital with your dying loved ones, not letting you to attend their funeral why they gave George Floyd 16 funerals. No, no, no. They now want an apology, PJ. After I've seen many of my fellow streamers, my fellow uh, people, content creators, telling the truth about what was happening during the COVID uh, time because really nobody had the absolute truth, even though they wanted to present themselves as experts, the media and the doctors and all these medical people, people like me and others out there were wrongfully uh, given strikes on our channels for medical misinformation. We were uh, taken off the platform. We were kicked off the platform. And now, and now, PJ, they want to come and ask for forgiveness. What say you? I say no. I want tribunals. I want punishment. I want these people to pay. And I will pose this one question to you, PJ, as well. By them asking for forgiveness, is this their way of saying they're wrong? Yeah, this that's what's so crazy about this is this really is the final nail in the coffin on, on COVID. Uh, it, I, it's actually something I didn't expect to see, like them asking and pleading for amnesty makes sense because what these people should be getting is, like you said, tribunals. We should see people in jail. We should see Dr. Anthony Fauci in jail. We should see Gretchen Whitmer in jail for killing your old folks. Uh, Cuomo, 
uh, Gavin Newsom. All these people deserve um, something that they're not going to get. But what is crazy to me is I just didn't expect them to ever come out and say we were wrong. And this is like as close as we're going to get is, hey, we're wrong, but... You know, we just didn't have the information. Like, that's how this article goes. It's like, we didn't have the information. It, you know, if you were right, it was just because you were right on accident, which is total horse crap. We all have the same information. The reason that you and me and, and people like us were right is because we actually read the studies. We read the 2014 study that showed masks don't work. We read the studies showing that the COVID uh, molecules were much smaller than the, the pores in your mask. Or whatever, the cloth mask. Right. And you remember going to remember, remember when they were selling these cloth masks at Walmart and everywhere and they said does not prevent the spread of COVID-19 right on the mask. And people all knew this and they admitted it, but they said, well, it makes me feel safe. So for a virus that escaped a bio lab, a level four bio labbing, you have to have all this uh, gear on to be in um, that cloth mask was going to give you the same type of protection it gave you inside that level four lab. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Uh, the whole thing, yeah, the whole thing's ridiculous. The, and and all the people that were shut down over this, the, the the lab leak people that were shut down. You know, Anthony Fauci came out and said this in the beginning, too. And that's what everybody seems to forget. They forget that we did have the information. And the one thing we didn't have the information on, which was the COVID vaccine, we said, you know, you know, we don't have that information. Here's the information we do have. We know that cloth masks don't work. We know that the outdoor spread isn't a thing. We know that the six feet apart rule was a completely arbitrary made up it rule. Was. If you entirely made up and we so we knew all this and then the one thing we didn't know was is this covid vaccine going to be effective the results were not conclusive they actually looked kind of bad there was no long-term studies but that yet they were going to shut you down they were going to take away your business they were going to take away your uh your job not let you you said see your loved ones so the stuff that we didn't know is the stuff that we they went above and beyond on uh with the with the in new york they had the COVID vaccine passports. Remember when we were shut yeah. down for saying that? It was yeah. a crazy Washington, conspiracy well. theory. Yeah, Washington, yeah. D.C. as well. The restaurants within that district. And, you know, PJ, I will have a little bit more forgiveness towards family members and even some friends if they weren't complete tyrants about it. And for the ones that were, well, that will be a discussion down the road. But this guy right here sums it up pretty well. Let me go ahead and put it up on the screen uh, for us to, uh, listen to this because this sums it up really well. I'm, oh, Ross, the boss. I like yeah. this guy. I don't know if you got a chance to watch this video. Yep. You did. Yeah. I like, I like Ross. He's a, he's a good guy. Okay. Let's take a listen. Look, 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 look. They want everybody to forget and forgive everything that happened during the pandemic. We were all in the dark. We were all afraid. Like, nah, bitch. Like, that was like we all got kidnapped and put together on an island, and then all of y'all bastards were like, we should eat them. And we're like, what the fuck? And then now they took us off the island, and we're just looking at you on the ride home like, and you're like, oh, wasn't that crazy? And we're like, nah, bitch. You tried to eat us. (laughs) I didn't kick you out of those stores. I didn't ruin your job. I didn't tell you you couldn't come to the family reunion. I didn't tell you you had to drop dead of a heart attack because you didn't get the jab. So you're not welcome at this hospital. There ain't nothing to forgive on my side, baby boo. This is a you problem. He's right. Yeah. Yeah. He's absolutely right. And I'll also agree with you. I'll, I have a little bit of, of forgiveness and, or quote-unquote amnesty for friends and family and people like that who are uh, listening to the news and afraid. It was still their fault for not reading the same, for not reading right. the research. It or was right there in front of them. Unwilling to even listen. Unwilling to listen. But I have no forgiveness. There should be no amnesty for people for like any Fauci. any political figure, for right. any uh, mainstream media personality, uh, puppet out there, they all, should, they all should sit there and, and pay at some type of cost for this. Uh, There were people, uh, PJ, that were pulled off of waiting lists for organs because they refused to get the jab. There were people, there were kids turned away from the the children's hospitals that provided care for their uh for their advanced uh, uh cancers that weren't allowed to be in their hospital unless they got the jab or their families got the jab. That is how bad they were all the military members who got ejected out of the military because they refused to get the jab there is no no remorse there is no forgiveness for those individuals in power that sat there and delivered that to the american people yeah i had a i had a friend whose mom uh was diagnosed with stage four cancer and they told her that she couldn't start chemo for four months because uh, they were worried about the the COVID stuff, so they they shut down chemo 
treatment. They shut down organ trans. I actually had another friend that needed a kidney. Couldn't get that for many, many months. Uh, there was many people who died alone in the hospitals. I had family members I wasn't allowed to see before before they died of uh, of different things uh, because they were locked in the hospitals and it was you have to be vaxxed and you have to have the mask and you have to only go up there like under these ridiculous like full zoot suits type type stuff. It was insane. And actually, Jesse Kelly um, put this out on Twitter. He said, if you suffered hardship during covid because of lockdown, social distancing and mandates reply with your stories below. And as, as you can see, we don't have to read all these, but there's <laughs> people are not alone. This is a yeah, this is a is huge not. list of people that are complaining and had uh, there's businesses that are never going to come back. There's family members that died alone that are never uh, not, you weren't allowed to go to their funeral. George Floyd allowed. got his gold casket and funerals. But yeah. Yeah, so and, and we were there. I mean, we were. I I remember facing that decision here in Florida because the hospitals were still abiding by the federal guidelines and a lot of these things. My wife works at a hospital, and she ha- we had to make a decision: where we're going to stick by our convictions, where we're going to stand up and just allow whatever to take place to take place by refusing the jab. And she was willing to be fired for not taking a jab. It fortunately for us, her hospital decided to go against the federal uh, guidelines, the CDC guidelines, and said, no, we're not going to force this onto our employees if they can fill out a, they used a religion exemption uh, thing to get a lot of their personnel away uh, from the the uh, requiring of the jab. But it was uncertain still, even up to that point, even here in the state of Florida, because of the federal money that pours into these hospitals, they weren't going to get any federal money if their employees weren't 100% vaxxed up. And how many people lost their jobs? How many people suffered because of the consequences, PJ? And they want us to forget. There was a, a, a um, uh, you know, we're in political season right now. We have all the signs and stuff for county commissioner and school boards and stuff like that. I, I saw somewhere where somebody was saying this person was for mask and they had a like little arrow pointing to the candidate's uh, name. We must remember and we must not forget and we not, must not let these people around power and they must pay, PJ. Well, that's exactly it. They're trying to control the narrative. We're a week away from the midterm elections. It's looking extremely bad for the Democrats. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now they're doing everything they can. I mean, they have been for a long time, but now they're really kicking it overdrive where they're like, hey, we need amnesty. We need to forget these things. Let's move on. Let's also let's ban anybody who's talking about this. Let's let's uh, kick Steven Crowder off of YouTube uh, a week or less than two weeks before the election. So they're going after this stuff hard. Yeah, and they are. And it's it's paramount that we do not allow this to escape. I saw a meme. It's been a while ago. I'm, I'm sure I think I shared it on my page uh, months ago, but it was uh, the utopia thing with uh, the spaceships and stuff. And it was the soy Jack guy. And he says uh, the, uh, the Republicans were the ones that were pushing COVID mandates and vaccine mandates. <laughs> The parties were reversed back then. <laughs> remember, remember what they, they, they Joe Biden tried to do this about uh, defund the police. Well, we always wanted to fund the police. It was the Republicans that wanted yeah. to defund the police. Yeah, and now they're all out there trying to say to, uh, the, the new talking point. PJ, I saw from our favorite uh, lefty on Twitter, Brooklyn uh, Defiance Dad, or whatever the heck his name is. Yeah, talking yeah, about yeah. Uh, uh, really the uh, Republicans have the most dangerous states to live in with crime. Yeah, wish wish dot com <laughs> Negan is what I call him. <laughs> Uh, yeah, this guy's a, this guy's a joke. We talked about him the other week. I, I was shocked to find that he's got, what was it? 2 million Twitter followers and he gets like he a has few one hundred. Million. He has 1 million now. What? I don't know. If he, yeah. I, I, <laughs> a million bots went away. It sounds like, yeah, at the least. Purchase off. But yeah. you know, it, it's crazy what took place. Uh, it's not crazy to the people that are here that are watching. That's been with me and had followed you at, uh, for, uh, for some time, PJ, that they understood that this was all going on and and they were going to try to go down this route. But now, of course, we're finding out that the federal government were in cahoots with the social media companies uh, pushing their agenda, pushing their narratives, and people that were speaking out against those narratives, PJ, were being banned at behest of the federal government. And, of course, I know we're a lot of smart people in here, and this is some of the stuff that we were – some of us were banned for saying that was happening. Right. And they were like, oh, no, you can't say that because that's not what's happening, but it was well, happening. I also want to take people back in time six years, if, if you guys forgot. In 2016, when, when Trump was elected, we were told that it was because of social media it, social media was unfair. It, there was t- there was stories out there that were not entirely true about Trump. Now, 
they didn't like you to notice that these Russian bots, they claim, were very small amounts and that they were both against Hillary and for Hillary and against Trump and for Trump, depending on what the story was. It was creating yep. chaos and misinformation from Russian bots. But we were told that any type of misinformation that could sway an election was election interference and that was the whole story. We, we went for four years on the idea that 10,000 people saw some fake uh, Russian ad and that swayed an entire election. But now we've got the Twitter and Facebook in regular meetings with the DHS on censoring Americans. And this is not this is not election interference anymore. It wasn't election interference when um, what did they say? Like 10% of people polled after the 2020 election said, if we would have known the Hunter Biden story, we would not have voted for Joe Biden. Mm -hmm. That's a, that's an, that's an election sway. That is, that is a different result at the end of the election. Whether you believe in the, the, the dropped ballots, the, the switching of, of voting machines, all of that stuff, you can at least look at, Hey, the, uh, the information that people were allowed to see about Hunter Biden would have absolutely swayed the 2020 election. That doesn't matter. Now we've got DHS with uh, Twitter and Facebook, it's it's. Do you remember the disinformation governance board? Yes, yeah, it was yeah. happening way before it would even became uh, light. They were already actively engaged in this type of uh, uh, subversion uh, in the in the uh, American uh, in in this country uh, and working against everyday citizens. Anybody that dared question the regime was silenced. PJ. Yeah, and well, it is funny too because I know that we had both talked about this before. Where it's like, yeah, disinformation governance board, as if it's not already happening, as if mm -hmm. these places aren't already in cahoots, as if Mark Zuckerberg didn't go out there and say, yeah, the FBI showed up and told us to censor the Hunter Biden story. We knew this was going on, and now we've just got uh, proof. So in this article, uh, it and there's says text messages in there too, where they were asking uh, better ways on how they could go about censoring people. The, the tech companies, I believe that was someone from Microsoft, but I wouldn't doubt it if it was coming from places like Twitter and Facebook as well. Right. Yeah. And in, in this article, it says that the Department of Homeland, this comes from The Intercept, says the Department of Homeland Security is quietly broadening its efforts to curb speech. It considers dangerous. Uh, an investigation by The Intercept is found. Years of DHS memos, emails, documents obtained via leaks and ongoing lawsuit, as well as public documents, illustrate an expansive effort by the agency to influence tech platforms. The work, must of uh, much of which remains unknown to the American public, came into clear view earlier this year when DHS announced its Disinformation Governance Board, a panel designed to police misinformation. This is this part's interesting to me. So listen to their... The, the third one is what, it, what gets me. So it talks about disinformation, which is false information spread unintentionally, misinformation, which is false information spread intentionally, and then this one, malinformation. We're, I swear we're going to start hearing malinformation. We've heard miss and dis a lot. Yep. Malinformation is going to be the one to pay attention to because this is what they're saying. Factual information shared out of typically out of context with harmful intent. So now you can say the truth, but if they don't like the result of the truth, that's malinformation. That's what they want to ban you for. So if you come out and say stuff like we said with, uh, hey, cloth masks actually don't work. There's a 2014 study, a, a, Sw a Swiss study or Swedish study that shows that it doesn't even block flu particles, which are bigger than than COVID particles. That's true information. They just don't like the results of that information. Therefore, it's malinformation. Therefore, the, the government wants to go tell Twitter and Facebook and all these places, you're not allowed to talk about it. You're not allowed to say the truth because we don't like what that insinuates. Yeah, and you're right, PJ. And we, we go back to just the bombshell report that we just had a couple of weeks ago with uh, the whistleblowers in the FBI leaking documents showing that they are actively looking to silence political speech and find political misinformation in order to shut down people who watch dogs who are watching drop boxes, for example, and trying to arrest those people. Uh, there's a whole litany of things that they uh, can sit there and, and arrest you for, for political misinformation. This is how bad it's got it. And somebody said the Republicans need to defund the uh DHS and FBI. I agree. All, all three-letter agencies need to be defunded and disbanded at this point, and military tribunals for them as well. Yeah, absolutely. I think people forget the DHS actually didn't start till after 9-11. So this came in yeah. with the Patriot Act. Mm -hmm. This is uh, this is when a whole new era of American surveillance came in. So we've seen this Orwellian state being built up for 21 years now. Remember, uh, remember, PJ, if you have nothing to hide, you have nothing to fear. <laughs> Wasn't that the uh, punchline yes. that it went along with that? Yeah. Well, what, what are you afraid of? If you have nothing to hide, then you shouldn't care that we're reading through your emails. This was the same thing in 2012 when we found out that Google was selling off our email information. 
when uh, Edward Snowden came out and said that the NHS is list or the yeah the NHS am I getting no, that right? Not is NHS, list, um, NSA. The NSA. NSA is listening to your phone calls, reading your text messages. Google's selling them your emails. It's okay if you have nothing to hide. Remember, it's just. <laughs> In Hillary Clinton's case, it was just yoga emails and the rest of it was, you know, be ignored. <laughs> like, that's okay. But uh, yeah, it's it's ridiculous. Yeah, this, all, all these these two stories that we're talking about tonight with the with the forgiveness amnesty from the left hand side and the other story that we have with the three letter agencies in cahoots with social media in order to silence you based off of the COVID things that they said that was misinformation, which turned out not to be misinformation because it was actually truth. And somebody had said that we need to make sure that we, we uh, um, gave forgiveness for all these people. And there's a level of forgiveness. I will give Ben Shapiro, for example, was uh, one of those individuals who uh, did push for the vax early on, but then he changed the stance uh, midway through. I would give him, a little bit of leniency. I would give him a little bit of forgiveness. Scott Adams, on the other hand, is still a very, uh, 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 very convicted person in pushing the vax and refuses to listen to any reason whatsoever. Because I think for him, it's because he took the vax and now he's trying to justify why he did. Uh, in in his own way of being the smartest person in the room, turns out he wasn't the smartest person in the room. One of the biggest people that was on this PJ was anonymously uh, over on Twitter uh, yeah. every single day, you know, uh, article after article after article, and just showing the the uh, the pitfalls of falling blindly to the propaganda. We went again, uh, PJ. We went against a trillion dollar propaganda machine to force you to go get the jab. Oh, absolutely. And there's still advertising. We had, you know, Colbert out there with his dancing vaccines. I will say this about Ben Shapiro. That was one of the things that really bothered me was I feel like he's he's got this thing where he wants to be right. And that's kind of his whole brand is that he's right about things. And I feel like it took him a really long time to kind of semi walk down the well, you know, I was right. But the the information was it's it's hard for me. I have a hard time with with Ben's stance on it. I feel like he's never fully been like, okay, you know what? You guys, you guys were right. I had the same stuff as you and I wanted to believe in this thing. I feel like Trump's been the same way in a lot of ways. He's wanted to, you know, be proud of his uh, achievement. And I think his, his own, um, (laughs) yeah, I feel like it's his own, uh, hubris. That's, that's Mm -hmm. stopping him from just being like, you know what? Operation warp speed was a good thing. I, I, I can still believe in something like operation warp speed to say, Hey, you know what? Cause I've said this for a long time. If you're saying, we want to allow people to take experimental medicine mm-hmm. because they might die otherwise. And right. it's totally up to them. It's right. it's as soon it's as it choice. became right. I, I actually still believe in that. Like if you say, yeah. Hey, I've got an experimental um, treatment for cancer, but it hasn't been FDA approved. If you sign a waiver and you're like, you know what this, maybe it'll kill me, but the cancer is definitely going to kill me. So I'll, I'm willing to take that. That's still something I think we could do as long mm-hmm. as people are not forced into it. As soon as it became, uh, ma- mandates. As soon as the evidence came out, this stuff is actually creating blood clots and heart problems, and it's awful and terrible. Like that's when you have to just be like, you know what? It was bad. Uh, I can. You, you can still, like I said, you can still tout Operation Warp Speed and admit that the vaccine sucked. And I feel like Trump's hubris keeps him from that. I feel like Ben Shapiro's hubris keeps him from really coming out and saying these things as well. So, but there's still, like you said, there's there's a certain amount of forgiveness and amnesty that's that's for those people or for people who are deceived. It's it's the fact that this whole Atlantic article is trying to say, well, we shouldn't really go after Dr. Anthony Fauci, who admitted many times to lying to you and and ruined your life and destroyed your business that you're never going to get back and the economy's destroyed and that's not coming back anytime soon. I have have no forgiveness for them. I actually feel pretty good about myself for being able to withstand the pinnacle of peer pressure put on me and and you. Uh, I remember giving in to to start drinking when I was a teenager. I gave in to that. (laughs) (laughs) But I did not give in with all the, uh, with every apparatus available to the government to force me to take this uh, experimental thing, I did not bend. Yeah, and a lot of us faced really... There for a bit, PJ, I was on defense. I was considering weighing my options, and then as I continued to see the propaganda pushed behind us, why are they so desperate for me to get this thing? Yeah, I agree. It was it was crazy because a lot of us faced real life consequences as well. I remember when it when it started off, I was one of those uh, what do you call it uh, essential worker. Remember the essential workers idea? Essential, yeah, my God. Which I That's said from the beginning, like day one. I've ever heard. 
I was I was streaming that day and I said day one, I was like, yeah, essential workers, because, you know, you providing for your family is not essential to, mm-hmm. like to someone like your job is not who's who, essential to who. So it was always a stupid idea. I remember work actually gave us these essential workers T-shirts. I'm a truck driver and I threw mine in the trash and I just looked at my boss. And I was like, this is this is wrong. Yeah, this is very wrong. I'm sorry, but like I get to work and provide for my family. And this guy down the street who's trying to run a coffee shop doesn't get to. I, I'm, I'm not going to wear this shirt in front of me like, hey, I'm essential and you're just a plebe. You, you don't matter. You, your your family can go hungry because you're not essential like me. I always yeah. thought that was really gross. There was too. one point where work forced us to do the mask thing. And I I think I did it for a month and I went, you know what? No, I, yeah. I stood up. I almost got fired over it, but I was like, I'm not I'm just not doing this. We all see that the same evidence. It's the mask is a form of compliance. It's, it's not about making people feel good. It's about you saying, I'm going to be compliant. I'm going to do something that is wrong that I know is pushing people it is the mask is a symbol of my job matters and yours doesn't. The economy can be destroyed. You can be locked in your house. Your kids can have all these terrible things happen to them. It was a step on the way to uh, COVID vaccine uh, passports. Yep. And I just said, I'm not going to I'm not going to comply even in the slightest bit. And uh, a lot of us, a lot of people lost their jobs over. I almost did. I can't believe yeah. I didn't. Honestly, I, I probably would have lost my job if I still worked at a at a actual job. I, mean, I, I was already doing doing this at that yeah. by twenty twenty by the time twenty twenty ran around. So I was my own person, right? I wasn't yeah. forcing myself to mask up at home. You weren't wearing <laughs> the, you weren't wearing the mask on the camera for your streamers. <laughs> you know what? I actually did uh, early on. I, I kind of I was like you know not not to to stream with it on by I wore it. I said, Hey, you know, guys, this isn't too bad. I said, if, if it's going to stop and then I started reading more and more, I was like, you know what? This doesn't work. Don't do it. <laughs> in the know? very first, in the very first few weeks, but I in the w- first couple of weeks I was we, my, again, my wife's in the medical field. So yeah. we were very cautious about a lot of this stuff and we were, uh, uh, the way we approached all of it, you know, it, it was a lot of unknowns still there. Uh, but within the first couple of weeks, we were able to kind of cut through all the rhetoric right. that was being pushed out there. And I said, I don't think this is going to impact our family like the media is saying it is. I said, we don't have any health problems. We're pretty we're we're fairly healthy people. We're young um, and it's only seeming to be targeting older people with immune compromised and things like that. I said, OK, I said, so I think we should be all right based off of yeah. all of the information that we currently have, based off of everything we know about respiratory diseases and infections and things like that. Uh, and and you start building that case and you're like, why am I making more sense than the people that are paid to actually do this? Yeah, I feel like all of us in the first, like here's, here's my amnesty. In the first few weeks, we were all confused and we didn't know what was going on. I feel like there was still some stuff where you could look at it and go, that's not American. That's not freedom. That's mm-hmm. not right. Um, I feel like a lot, a lot of people were kind of okay with the two weeks to slow, slow spread. Like, okay, this kind of sucks and it's kind of authoritarian. But if it's just two weeks, if you honestly believe that, people were kind of like grudgingly willing to go along with it, right? You know, and then for me, it was with the mask thing. I was just like, okay. If if people put a mask on when they have a cough, maybe that's a good thing. Like maybe maybe during flu season, if you're or, or cold season, if you're coughing, you want to put on a mask. Like that's that's kind of fine, I guess. Now yeah. I'm just so anti that. I would rather just see someone like like snotting yeah. all over themselves. Absolutely. Than actually, wear a mask because I'm like think come, come a- closer to me. I want to rub that germs on me. I need to be make sure I'm protected <laughs> now. <laughs> you know, but it, it's true though. It's you know yeah. to the point. Where I was even at the point where I'm like, you know, if people want to wear a mask, they can wear them. They, you know, your body, your whatever. And then I got to the point where like, we need to lock those people up. <laughs> They're wearing <Right>. masks. <laughs> yeah, no, for real. Like, I, I feel like to some degree, like if if we could see those people actually have to deal with what the rest of us had to deal with. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like, no, I if, mean, if they came into my store and they had a mask on, I'd be like, uh, sorry, you need to take that off. They're like, well, I'm not taking it off. I'm calling the police. Well, I, like as <laughs> as the evidence comes out, the vaccine is dangerous. Maybe we should start telling those people they're not allowed to work. Hey, you got the vaccine. I don't want to be around you. That yeah, we don't I, know if the spike proteins are going to spread. So like, maybe we should just lock you up for two years. Yeah. Um, dude, it was so ridiculous. My my daughter before we pulled her out of public school, she went to she was going to kindergarten when this started, and by the time they started the um uh distance learning, 
So she was doing Zoom calls every day and we realized, hey, you know what? This is way less effective than just homeschooling because they're getting nothing done. My daughter's falling way behind. Um, there were kids wearing the mask in the Zoom calls. Mm -hmm. Like that is how, like that's, that to me was the the final straw of like, this is dangerous. This yeah. is this is five-year-olds that are being brainwashed into PJ, something I'm that's insane. I'm all for internment camps for people wearing masks, Bill. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all for rallying them up. Get Australia still got the... You just start rallying them up instead of COVID, uh, like the COVID uh, positive uh, uh, containment yeah. camps that they have in Australia and China. No, no, no. Ours are the opposite. Ours are the ones that we're locking up for still wearing masks and and stuff like that. We're putting them in camps and re-educating well, them. Australia still got the re-education <laughs> camps. They should just reverse who's going into it. Did you see the new um, the story new, about uh, them in Walt Disney uh, Disney yeah. World in China? Do you got that story? Pull it up. Yeah. So apparent. Oh, did I? There we go. Um, visitors trapped in Shanghai's Disneyland Resort <laughs> after a lockdown announced. So now it, in it, order it would to be go, terrible if you were trapped in the small world ride. That, that would be terrible. <laughs> Just on the teacups for yeah. like three weeks while they're testing everybody. Yeah. So now apparently they, you, they're using the anal testing, not the actual one that you know <laughs> gives you a lobotomy, but the other one. Oh my gosh, I forgot about that. How did I forget about the anal testing? Yeah, that was China. That remember? Was, because when Biden, uh, the Biden regime took over, we sent diplomats over to China. And they held up our diplomats because they need to anally probe them with the COVID testing. That was just a way to humiliate the uh, Biden regime. Was, was this just a Babylon B joke or did Pete Buttigieg actually come out in favor of these? I can't remember. I, like I That's in my mind. Remember. But like if he didn't, I think he was kind of like secretly going, well, yeah, I mean, yeah. if we're going to test, might as well yeah, test that, that bad. Maybe it was a Pelosi <laughs> hammer test. Yeah. <laughs> Paul Pelosi was all all in on that. Yeah, yeah, he's so like, it, hey, Nancy, can we go ahead and get those <laughs> anal probes uh, approved? <laughs> and she's like, why Why is he wanting anal probes? You know, she's asking questions. And then, you know, this week she found out that he was getting hammered. I, think I, I that, mean, uh, <laughs> I think that Nancy Pelosi knows just as much as Hillary Clinton knows what their husbands are into. Yeah, of course. I, I really do. So, yeah. But in, in China, apparently you have to test negative for COVID three days in a row in order to go to Disney at all. And then they go there and they've got these like robots and these like uh, machines that are like testing. You walk by them and yeah, it's like, test a, your, like a little um, uh, drone in the air. And yeah. they, you they got those, like, infrared QR sensors. Yeah. yeah. QR scan codes and stuff. Yeah. So apparently I don't know if someone has COVID or if it just tripped that and they're just like, Hey, somebody's got a fever. They, they shut down Disneyland, locked everybody inside. Uh, and they're, they're saying that everybody's going to have to test negative in order to leave so they literally like trapped them all in a disneyland in in shanghai and and not only that uh pj it's not the first time that the disneyland in shanghai has been closed because of covid this has been happening numerous different times i don't know if they're they got to be losing money over there they, they must be bleeding money which i'm all for at this point with disney i, I want to see them go bankrupt i want to see the whole operation just go under and yeah i know people are like what about the jobs oh well, <laughs> well i mean what jobs it's a, it's a communist country anyway like I, this is what's so crazy to me is like how are they <laughs> i'm sorry i saw that the butt, <laughs> the, the butt gig the hammer, hammer. <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know you know we've got enough politicians now that are out there making sex tapes and only fans maybe maybe pete butt gig sells his uh you know, dildos for, for his campaign next maybe time. Paul, I don't know. Maybe Paul Pelosi's uh, running some uh, <laughs> campaign ads or campaign Pete, funding for uh, Nancy over there. Pete <laughs> butt gig 2024 on the side of a vibrators is, is what we're going to see. Does he honestly think like, is, do you think he'll run in 2024? Yeah, I think he will. I think he will. I think he's so delusional that he thinks like, <laughs> I'm sorry. Did it, anybody it, it, vote it, for him the first time? The, many people that watch bros would vote for Pete Buttigieg. So we know how that ended up. Both people that watched bros <laughs> yeah. will, will vote for PJ him. being one of them, of course. <laughs> Uh, I'm actually glad you didn't ask me to review that movie for the podcast. <laughs> I want to do that to you. <laughs> I knew you would do it out of your own will. <laughs> <laughs> like there, there's a line for me where I'm like, eh. like, you know, I almost thought about what was that other one that uh, propaganda piece that came out at the same time with the, the African slavers. Oh yeah. A woman uh, King or something. Yeah. Something like I almost watched that just to review it. And I was like, you know what? I'm good. Did you see the stuff uh, already with the uh, the new Black Panther movie? Uh, there was some yeah. out there talking about how they don't want white people to go watch this movie. 
They said that the first time too, but that's how they make them. What are they going to like 13% of the population go see a Marvel movie and they think they're going to make money at it. Like it, it's that's why, the- that's why bros failed by the way. They're like, Hey, if you're white, straight Christian conservative, do not come see our movie. And then we didn't. And they're like, well, why didn't you, why didn't you come see our movie? <laughs> I wasn't going to come see their movie regardless. If they told, they had told well, me, yeah, I got free tickets. I would have burnt them. <laughs> obviously. But like, we, we, it's not like we were ever going to see it, but then they added that like, Hey, by the way, all you people who are not going to see this movie, definitely don't go see it. And also you're wrong for not coming and seeing it. <laughs> broke back mansion yeah no the the new um black panther all i saw about it really was the trailer and apparently they replaced black panther with his sister and they replaced iron man with a black teenage female yeah from chicago yeah i think riri williams or whatever is yeah it doesn't matter uh, yeah I, i'm not gonna go watch it I, i've got iron heart i'm pretty much done watching marvel i use pj for all that now at this point <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, She-Hulk definitely definitely took any interest in Marvel out of me. Not that there was much left after I saw the Captain America Disney Plus show. You know what I want to uh, kind of shift over to? I know we we, we kind of uh, touched a little bit about it, but the whole Nancy Pelosi story, that thing's been weird, man. Yeah, I wanted to talk about this too because there's this Politico article which is now claiming that right-wingers are spreading baseless misinformation. But get this. This is this is what Politico wrote. They said David DePape forced his way into the home through a back entrance. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I just am now reading this. <laughs> is this a satire site? Are you sure this is a real political article? <laughs> David DePape forced his way into Paul Pelosi's back entrance. <laughs> I can't believe they used that. Uh, <laughs> Uh, quote officers arrived at the house knocked on the front door and were let inside by an unknown person when they discovered DePape and Pelosi struggling with a hammer so the, the off Politico says some third party opened the door right yeah now Politico is saying among the baseless claims that a third person answered the door and the police arrived at the Pelosi home that's so the right wing misinformation that Politico is mad about is Politico's misinformation which is probably not a misinformation. It's probably what they're going to call malinformation, which means it's absolutely true that Paul Pelosi called the police, said, hey, my friend David DePape is here, and you need to arrest him because he's trying to attack me with a hammer. Also, I don't know who this guy is, and there's other people, and we're all in our underwear with hammers at 2 in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> I just <laughs> this, this whole story, and, and, and of course, all the usual suspects on Twitter, all the uh, leftists out there, I can't believe people are making fun of Paul Pelosi getting hammered. Uh, <laughs> these are the same people who sat there and celebrated uh, uh, Rand Paul being beaten up by his uh, neighbor. Uh, the same people who celebrated when uh, when Trump's brother died, uh, <laughs> tweeting out wrong Trump. The same people uh, that uh, sat there and did not call for the end of uh, left-wing violence when they uh, right. when uh, uh, the Bernie supporter, the Rachel Maddow watcher, uh, sat there and opened fire on a Republican baseball field. The same people who remained silent when one of their people were inspired by Dark Brandon to go run down a conservative Republican in Nebraska. Yeah, we're going to make mock you. We're going to make memes mocking you. And then when you start crying, we're going to make memes of you crying while we mock you. Yeah, so <laughs> Brooklyn Dad, to, to bring him up again, he said, he, he tweeted out this week something like, we should denounce right-wing political violence. Just forget the fact that David DePape is a homeless pedophile who, uh, according to his neighbors, according to his neighbors, he's a left-wing homeless pedophile, right? Illegal That's, immigrant. Yeah, an illegal immigrant. That's who this guy is, according he's to every... supporter, apparently, though. <laughs> right, but now we have to den- denounce him as a Trump supporter. We have to denounce the violence. But he also had tweeted out in 2020 or whenever that... Bernie bro attacked Rand Paul. He said, I understand Rand Paul's name or no, there's two stories. Rand Paul got beat up. Yep. And then there was the, yeah, but he said, I now understand Rand Paul's neighbor. So and he's now, advocating for Rand Paul to get the crap beaten out of him by his neighbor. But when that happens to Paul Pelosi, it's awful and terrible. And it's a right winger who did it despite that. He absolutely definitely was not. And not only that, isn't it curious how quickly uh, they find this random manifesto that apparently was put by him on the internet and then quickly taken down. Uh, so nobody else could examine the, uh, the manifesto that clearly he wrote said he was going to go after the Pelosi's and all of this stuff and the security around their house. Of course they have security. Uh, have you ever got a, a close to an uh, official 
uh, government official not run into security at some point, at some layer. She, she's next in line to the presidency after Kamala Harris. You're yeah. telling me that there's not Secret Service at her house? There's yeah. not cameras? Even if she's not home, there is some type of still security there to protect her uh, right. husband and uh, if she has any family members inside that house residence. They don't want... We'll never see... Here's the thing. Unless someone leaks it out, we'll never see the footage because the footage would go against everything they're telling us. Yeah, it would completely clear up. That's what a lot of us have been saying. Just release the footage. Just release right. the surveillance, right? Right. Yeah, or, unless they've called Hillary in to come in with her bleach bit to wipe down the servers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, it, it's her and her and Hillary are, are two birds of the same feather. They're doing all this creepy weird stuff. They know their husbands are into creepy weird stuff, but they'll get away with it. I mean, how many times did Bill Clinton fly to Epstein Island? Twenty-seven times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but that, that part can conveniently gets uh, left out of the documentaries. Or if they talk about it, they're like, here's my favorite thing about this, right? So if you watch the Epstein documentary on Netflix, which I did, there's a line where they say, this is literally the order it goes. This is hilarious to me. They go, there's beds on, the pl- on Epstein's plane, Lolita Express. There's only one reason for beds and cameras in the plane. It's to film politicians and businessmen in order to bribe them because they've slept with underage girls. This is the, the documentary says all of this. The very next line is, Bill Clinton flew on the plane 27 times, but he probably didn't do anything wrong. Also, did you know that Jeffrey Epstein one time showed up at Mar-a-Lago and then they leave out the fact that Trump kicked him out of Mar-a-Lago so they make the claim that... If you're associated with Epstein, you're banging underage girls, but Bill Clinton wasn't doing it, and Donald Trump definitely was, even though he kicked Jeffrey Epstein out of his club and said it was because he was being creepy towards a young lady at his at his estate. Yeah. And and not and and I will uh somebody uh Mia said something about Brett Kavanaugh on there, and that triggered my uh, memory of remembering just recently during this summer when they were trying to assassinate the uh the uh, SCOTUS members who were going to rule against their Roe v. Wade. And the government, the administration, encouraging the protest in front of it, even though it was illegal for them to protest in front of the uh, Supreme Court justices' houses, the press secretary, along with the Biden regime, were encouraging it. They were not denouncing any of it. And then one disgruntled person from California flew to uh, flew to uh, uh, Virginia with a loaded gun and duct tape and rope and and everything else in order to assassinate one of the uh, Supreme Court justices. And they want us to stop talking about Nancy Pelosi's husband? No. No. Just like we're not going to give you amnesty, we're not going to stop talking about him either. Well, also, think about this, too. When you say, make your voices heard peacefully and patriotically, uh, you know... That's a call to violence. (laughs) That's a call to violence. But when Chuck Schumer goes out there and says that these people are going to pay... Or whatever he said, he they, said something they will, really. Uh, they will heed the world win, which uh, uh, something or other. Uh, yeah, <laughs> very violent sounding rhetoric. Yep. And then the next day, Brett Kavanaugh, try, there's an attempt to, to assassinate him, but that's not Chuck Schumer's fault. Also, Maxine Waters can go out there and say push back on them. Uh, yeah, if don't let them be alone, if they're in restaurants, you know, confront make them, them. Yeah, confront them, push back yeah. on. So they can call for violence. This is, by the way, during the 2020 Summer of Love. Which well, also the, that, Kamala that Harris comment, that comment was 2017 from Maxine Waters. Okay, uh, that she was uh, encouraging people to get in the faces of Trump officials. Okay, but yeah, so she did yeah. it. But there was also Joy Reid. There was a, a lot of these people during 2020 who were saying, "Hey, this just stuff. a guy." We don't talk about the uh, underwear fight club. That's rule one. <laughs> yeah, and rule number two about underwear fight clubs: you don't talk about underwear fight club. <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that that Maxine Waters thing was on the heels. That's of right, I forget. Yeah, the Red I, Rooster restaurant in Virginia kicking out Sarah Huckabee Sanders. That's right. Uh, yeah. from going in there getting food for her staff and stuff like that. And then as she was out there in in California, Maxine Waters with her yelling and people were recording her. But yeah, they were all like, "Yeah, we're gonna get in their faces." You find them, they're pumping gas. You get in their face. They're at a restaurant. Get in their face. So yeah, but that that's totally cool. That's just. Uh, peacefully letting your voice. How's be that heard, not a PJ? call for political violence? Like, if <laughs> because if, there's a D in front of their name. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I forget the 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 rules are different. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's, I mean, it's just like all this stuff about malinformation. They can like the the media can go out outright lie to you for years. Uh, you, the best example of this that we've seen in, in the last month is Rachel Maddow versus Alex Jones. So when Rachel Maddow pushed the oh, yes. uh, Russia. Uh, 
collusion. Secure, yeah, yeah, the Russia collusion hoax for four years. And she got sued. She got sued, but she was let off on the Alex Jones defense as it was deemed by the media because she was just putting conspiracy theories out there. She was just putting was theories opinion. out there. It's okay. It was opinion. Opinion. Right, yes. right. It was just opinion, even though she reported on it as fact for four years. Yep. She gets off. Alex Jones puts out an opinion or a conspiracy theory, retracts it, moves on, and lose $965 million. <laughs> I think they're trying to sue him for now, what, $2 trillion? Or $3, three, trillion? three trillion. Yeah. They're trying to sue him for $3 trillion. They're trying to multiply 965 times 17 or whatever the hell the number is. Or, I, I don't remember exactly how it works, but they're basically saying we need it to be $965 million for each time he said this or something like that. So, right, yeah. 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 And then not just him. They're also including Owen Schroyer. Yep. They're including anybody who is associated with Alex Jones, his mailman. doesn't matter. Like, if I, I'm sure we're down the list somewhere, too, since we've uh, talked about Alex I've Jones. I've watched Alex life. Jones before, so I'm probably yeah, you're gonna get a, on the You're going to get served uh, one day. They're going to be like, yeah, you owe us uh, X amount of dollars now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, if you subscribe to to Infowars one time, yeah, they're, they're gonna, gonna come after you. And all those people are gonna get uh, letters from their uh, from a bill from these people. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous, man. I tell yeah. you what, PJ. <laughs> so talking about crazy conspiracy theories, you sent me this article. I want to talk about this. This ABC producer. No, uh, I, well, I I sent it in our Telegram only for the fact that Tom just reported it on this on this channel. On yeah. the last American Pubcast yesterday, he made a video, a standalone video, talking about this exact same thing. So I put it in there so Tom would see it. Um, and I'm, I'm glad that we're talking about it. We can go ahead and give a follow-up now to it, to that video that Tom made yesterday. So go ahead. Yeah, so apparently the ABC producer James Horton Meek is no longer missing. He's been missing since he was investigated um, and his apartment was raided by the FBI back in April. Back in April. So it says Meek stepped, this comes from the post millennial. It says uh, Meek also stepped away from participating in an award ceremony a week later when he was due to collect a prize for his coverage of the fumbled withdrawal from Afghanistan. Meek instead told organizers that he couldn't accept. Uh, friends of his have said that he's been missing since the FBI raid and it's packed up his stuff and moved out of his residency. One of his friends says, I sent him a text to ask if he was okay. And he said he wasn't able to talk about what was going on on the advice of his lawyer. Uh, which was told by a friend to the Daily Mail. That's the last they heard from him. So they're, the FBI raids this guy over a report, supposedly, about the Afghanistan withdrawal. And this this links back to what we were saying earlier, because one of the parts I didn't uh, mention yet about that uh, misinformation board, the DHS, is they said that they're going after three things particularly. Uh, let me see if I can find this. They said they're going after... Um, misinformation on COVID, misinformation on the election, and misinformation on the Afghanistan withdrawal. Really? I didn't know not know that last part. Yeah, so it's, it it's somewhere in this article. It's an embarrassment to the regime. That's why. Right. So it seems like this reporter got his life destroyed over whatever he was going to say about the Afghanistan withdrawal, which is weird to me because we all know, like, that's what happened in real right. time. <laughs> right. In his report, he talks about how there was a uh, friendly fire, how people were left behind, how people were being dropped off of the airplanes, like all of the, the tragedy that we all saw unfold in front of us. But we're supposed to we're supposed to forget it, apparently. Yeah. And, so, and also forget that the administration uh, droned uh, entire family and said it was terrorists that they droned. Remember that? At a wedding. At a, <laughs> no, that one wasn't a wedding. Oh, that that happened too, that, though. Which yeah. one are you talking about? Talking about the one from the Afghanistan withdrawal. Oh, yeah, yeah. After our Marines were blown up because of the oh, uh, that's uh, right. They they targeted. The uh, yes. We retaliated and shot, used a drone to blow up an entire family that had just it was like seven kids and two adults. Yeah, that's right. I almost forgot about that. But that's, yeah. that's what I want you to do. They want you to forget about these things. They want you to forget about the Afghanistan withdrawal. I just find it crazy that they, they also actually want you to forget that Biden couldn't be bothered with. Uh, giving his full attention while the remains of our soldiers were coming home. If you remember that famous picture of him looking at his watch to uh, see if it was time to go get some ice cream or not um, while the remains of our soldiers were coming home. Oh yeah. Just checking his watch. D doesn't care. That part was supposed to be forgotten too. It says here in the, in this article, it says uh, independent observers believe the raid is among the first and quite possibly uh, the, is among the first and quite possibly the first to be carried out on a journalist by the Biden administration. That's from the Rolling Stone, by the way. Yeah. So like everyone, it, it, like but this it, one it's thing. Hard for the course, though, PJ. I mean, the Obama administration went after journalists and locked them up as well. 
Right. And what's crazy about this, what's crazy about this and the other report we had about the DHS is that this is not just coming from right wing media. Actually, both of these are coming from mainstream media, really. Uh, when you've got uh, who's the first article by again, it was the the leaked report came from the Interceptor. And then this one, we're talking about the Rolling Stones. We're talking about NBC. So apparently it's not just right wing media. It's just anyone who has the audacity to say anything that makes this regime look bad at all. Yeah, and that's been par for the course because we know how bad this regime has been. The lies have been uh, blatantly told uh, over and over again, hoping people won't question it. And there for a long time, uh, and even to this day, there's not much pushback whenever Biden says something that's an absolute lie. How many times has he uh, said that his son died in Iraq? How many times has uh, he Different said ways that and not too. had a – he said it today. He said yeah. it today. Again, and he, he corrected himself, by the way. He did correct himself uh, about 10 minutes later, saying, no, his son died after he came home of cancer. But he says that all the time, and that's a way to disarm his opponents so they won't attack him on that. Because This, is, you know, this isn't dementia, though, by the way. Remember no, his not. 1988 run for president when he was uh, unable to, to complete his run because it was he was caught in a bunch of lies? Mm-hmm. Like yeah. this is this is a Biden MO before the dementia. This is this is his he whole career. He just yeah. lies. He he makes up stuff all the time. It's like a different story about his dad. Like, oh yeah, when I was a kid, my dad said uh he was for gay rights, but yet he was a Joe Biden was against gay rights until he was for them, like after Obama was. So like that story doesn't make sense. His whole career is just based on lies. It's it, not it is. It truly is. And uh, recently he talked about how he uh how he was a quarterback for whatever college he went to, but, right. he, but he stepped away from it. It turned out he was kicked off the team because of his low GPA. It was like a 1.6 or something. Yeah. Well, didn't he say he left it for a girl or something like, yeah, that? something like that? Yeah. And he got fact checked on it. And no, it wasn't. It was because he was dumb. And he still is. He's still dumb. <laughs> That's what's so great to me about the Biden stuff is like you can look at his entire career and you could you could like the, like the media kind of wants to do but they don't like they do this thing where they say Joe Biden comes out and says oh I got cancer from the oil on my windshield and the media's like oh he doesn't have cancer he just has dementia also don't say he has dementia that's misinformation but yet you can just look at his entire career and be like no this guy like mate yeah he definitely has dementia but he's always been stupid he's always been a liar you can go back through his whole career he's done nothing but be in uh on the public dollar for his, yeah, you know forget, since he was 27 puerto rican, too. Puerto rican yes <laughs> i forgot scranton they call it little puerto rico <laughs> that's right yeah. that's right i didn't know that didn't know that which and, is yeah, also the, another lie of his by the, the way he i didn't the really grow up in the office i thought the tv show the office would reflect that uh culture right. of being puerto ricans there that's, in scranton <laughs> that's what's even funnier though is like the scranton thing is even a lie I think he moved out of Scranton when he was seven, and he still yeah. claims like, "Oh yeah, just just uh, your average Joe from Scranton, Pennsylvania. Yeah. Uh, that's where it was, it was like little Puerto Rico there. This place I grew up. You didn't even grow up there. Like that's yeah. the that's the funniest part about it." <laughs> so I have to ask you, PJ. If this is a serious question. You're gonna have to give yeah. me a serious <laughs> answer. You're gonna have to give me a serious answer on this. All right. If these are your only two choices, by the way, okay. there's no there's no option C. You can't opt yourself off. <laughs> off of this if you had to choose a leader would you choose john fetterman or would you joe choose joe biden oh gosh i mean that's like saying would i choose ass cancer or ball cancer um, <laughs> which one pj you have to give me an answer for the laws of it i'd have to go with fetterman because i just i want to see like his neck thing like pop open and the head finally expose and just have like has have like you remember men in black too when johnny yeah. knoxville had that little thing that crawled out of his backpack like i want to see that happen and he also he looks like the goom oh, i need to find this the he Uni looks guy? like the the goomba from uh oh, goomba. oh from mario brothers movie from mario brothers movie i'm gonna see if i can find this but yeah i don't know like you want someone who's literally too. brain dead or someone who has dementia? Like that's the stroke victim or dementia. That's yeah, what said, would you uh, pick? He was also a truck driver. Don't forget, he drove an eighteen wheeler. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think Biden just watches stuff. And he's like, oh yeah, that sounds like fun. I can, I could just co op that. I'll just say I did that too. <laughs> yeah, he's like the, he's like the most uh what what that commercial from Dostoevsky. What was it? It was the most interesting man in the world. <laughs> <laughs> so who who would you if you had to pick one who would you pick? Oh goodness, uh, you know what? I think I would have to pick Fetterman too, just for the lulls as well. <laughs> yeah, so here's Fetterman, <laughs> right? 
Is that and, this, and here was his first PJ. movie role. <laughs> PJ, go back. Go back to the other one. <laughs> is that the, a real photo? That hasn't been doctored at all because that's a small head, man. I, I think it's real. It, I don't. Maybe it was doctored. I don't know. It looks real. Maybe it was. Maybe they shrunk his head. But either way, tell me. Tell me that that's not the same person. <laughs> Great, greatest video game movie adaptation of all time. By the way, ever Super ever. Mario you Brothers. The hill you're gonna die on there. <laughs> <laughs> no. Apparently, apparently, Bob Hoskins and uh, John Leguizamo said that they were both drunk for the entire making of that movie, which just makes it, it even would, better. It would make sense, though. It, well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it would truly make sense. I mean, as far as video game adaptations go, are there any good movies made after a video game? Uh, Sonic, the new Sonic oh, movies. Duh, those actually are legitimately good. Yeah, but uh, I mean, you think Resident those. Evil, the first Resident Evil was passable. Everything after the first Resident Evil movie was, was right. garbage. The first Resident Evil movie was pretty decent. The first Silent Hill movie was pretty decent. The second was worse than any of the Resident Evil movies. It was Evil like movies. straight to DVD, man. Straight to DVD. Oh, it should have been. Yeah, it was so <laughs> bad. They tried to make it 3D as well. Oh, yeah. God. Ah, man, I don't know. I think the I think that I think those two might be or outside of Sonic. I think the first Resident Evil and the first Silent Hill might actually be the best one. Laura oh, Croft the first was, the first Laura Croft. The second yeah. one was like the even kind of fun. Decent. The second one yeah. was decent. The third one, I, I don't know if the third one was any good. Did they make did, a third? I don't remember three? a third one. Did they make no, three? they just made two. The second just one two. had Gerard Butler in it. Okay, yeah, the first, and the two first were, one had the Daniel Craig. The first one was Craig. better than the second one, but yeah. they were both watchable. They were. They were watchable. Yeah, I'll give you that. Yeah. So I, I, I honestly, I still love the 1995 Mario movie, though, or whenever it came out. It was 80-something. It was like 1990? It was early 90s. I don't remember. Uh, I, I like it, it, though. Look it up. Look it up. Okay. <laughs> Doom? I didn't Doom. like the have, Doom have, movie. You didn't like that? I've never no. watched the Doom movie. There it, was like one cool part. Yeah, it had the rock, and he played the bad guy. And there's one he cool part the where they did. It? Yeah, he played himself, <laughs> like he doesn't every <laughs> single movie. <laughs> oh, Mortal Kombat! Yeah, the first movie, just for the lols. Just it's for the so lulls, bad the that it's good. The first Mortal Kombat movie, <laughs> just for the so, memes. 1993. <laughs> okay. It was right in the middle of where we were at. Yep, 1993 is when the Mario Brothers movie came out. Uh, somebody says uh, Fetterman does have a tiny head. I've never seen such a big dude with such a tiny head and such a huge suit. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at this. I'm st- I'm I'm starting to wonder if this is photoshopped, but it's still hilarious. It is hilarious, but I, it just makes you wonder. <laughs> <laughs> you know that guy on Twitter says if you uh, if you retweet this like or like this ten thousand times, I'll make the thing bigger or smaller. Yeah, have you seen that dude? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> that might have been that. That might have been where this know. came from. I don't know. It's pretty great though. <laughs> I, I find it funny. Like this, this is the funniest part about this though. Is John Fetterman is so bad of a politician. Like most politicians right now are saying, "Hey, Joe, don't don't come campaign for us." Right? Yet, it, like the one thing they're doing with Joe right now is they're sending him to Florida. They're like, "Look, we're going to lose Florida bad, and we just need you to stay the hell out of the way of any place we have a chance at." That's so what go to Obama. Florida say what that's why they're sending obama to michigan instead of biden well exactly that's my point right yeah but yet who do they send to pennsylvania they send joe biden like it's like i think i think this is their strategy they're saying john fetterman or sorry joe biden is so bad and so brain dead that he makes fetterman almost look like passably intelligent of a politician like that's how bad joe biden is that's why i think i'm gonna go with i'd rather have john fetterman than joe biden because even the democrats are like Joe Biden's so bad he makes Fetterman look good. That's why we can send him to Pennsylvania. Is, is and that think why it's they a winning? You know, Fetterman didn't talk at that rally, by the way. Right. Well, here's the thing: if they sent Obama to Pennsylvania, which maybe they did, I don't know. I don't if they, they send that, him, I don't yeah. think they did because mm-hmm. if they send him, as much as I think Obama's overrated as a public speaker, right? He's a far better public speaker than most uh, Democrat politicians. Better than Biden and uh, Fetterman. Yeah, it's not even Combined. close. Like, I feel like sometimes people on the right give him too much credit. They're like, he's a great order. No, he's no, not. His no, he's speeches kind of suck. Yeah, they do. But he's so much better than Biden and Fetterman that he would make Fetterman look really bad. I think that's why they sent Joe. Yeah. Yeah. And, and like you're right. They, they sent uh, Joe down here to Florida where uh, they're just they're getting wiped out right now, man, uh, here in Florida, the uh, Democrats, uh, which is fantastic because the DNC 
has already pulled all their funding from Florida because it's not competitive any longer in Florida. They pulled all their funding. They're focusing on other races that have become too close even for them, like New York, for example, Lee Zeldin has closed that gap. I'm with, shocked uh, Kathy by that. Holchel. By the way, yeah, I'm surprised that Lee Zeldin is doing so. I'm not sure he's going to win, but dang, like that shows how bad she is. Yeah, and you look at even uh, places. Uh, was it New Hampshire? That one's neck to neck as well. Mm-hmm. The uh, the one in Oregon is neck to neck. There's a lot of competitive races that the Democrats didn't think they were going to have to spend money and defend some of these areas that are traditionally blue. I was I was wrong about Biden. He didn't campaign in just Florida and stuff. He campaigned in fifty four states. Well, that's why Trump lost is because Trump didn't campaign in those four additional states. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't even spend any money there. <laughs> he didn't. No. no, no advertisement in the other four states that I can't name. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's three. That's uh, that's two more than uh, uh, Biden or Obama thought there was. He thought Obama there was said he campaigned in fifty two states. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. two more. I, Joe, I will say this. Joe found two more. If, if, New Hampshire, if New Hampshire's neck and neck, Pennsylvania's neck and neck and neck. <laughs> that's that's all I got to say about that. <laughs> no, no, it was 57 states, Obama said. Oh, he came in more than... than yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, wow. Uh, that's why John McCain couldn't win. Which is crazy because <laughs> I think Obama's like bad and evil in all these other ways i just never saw him as that stupid so like how do you make a gaffe and like 50 such an a even number it's so yeah. easy to remember like you were it, also in the senate right he knew there was only 100 senators two per state that's only 50 right? <laughs> <laughs> but it's simple math come on <laughs> yeah i don't know how anyone screws that up He's like those kids, like you see those those uh, videos that go viral on TikTok where some guy walks up with a microphone. And he's like, "How many how many states are there? What's Michigan named after?" You know, like they ask him, like, "What's what is what, Michigan's yeah. name, named after?" Yeah, what state of no? What the the question? I saw this on TikTok oh. this week. He said, "What um, state is Michigan named after?" And people are like, uh, "I don't know." Like, just he asks stupid questions, or like they ask like obvious questions, like uh, who won the Civil War, who was fighting in the Civil War, when <laughs> was, was the, the Declaration of Independence signed? War. You know, it was the West Side Gangsters and the East Side Gangsters fighting. Yeah, it was. Uh, what's that movie? <laughs> it was Boogie. It was Biggie Smalls and Tupac Shakur. That's that's what it was. That was the Civil War. <laughs> Those are the two generals that were fighting in that, that war in the Civil War. <laughs> yeah, and, and a lot of people think Biggie Smalls won, but Tupac just. Uh, faked his death, went to the Bahamas. Is what happened? <laughs> Are you going to cover that in conspiracy pill? You guys at some point, the, uh... yeah. So uh, I had another conspiracy show before where we covered um, uh, was Tupac and uh, Juice World, and that was our first really big episode that blew up. Apparently, people were. It was right at the time that I don't know if you. I know, I didn't know who Juice World was before, but he was like twenty one and died randomly, and it really looks like he faked his death yep. along with uh, Tupac. I have no but, idea who Juice World is. I will, I will say this. I got I to gotta head, head to work in a minute here, but I will say this for people watching. If you guys want to see some good conspiracy content tomorrow night on Conspiracy Pilled on my channel on YouTube and Rumble and all that stuff, we're going to be covering a really weird UFO sex cult from France. And it's it's crazy. Like, it's it's worth watching. It's hilarious. Yeah, for sure. That's at 703 tomorrow. Yep, 7 o'clock, uh, 703 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, on conspiracy pilled. So, and that uh, who's hosts that? That's you and me and Abby, who's also on uh, on uh, the podcast. So, yeah, that's right. Yeah, I gotta get those uh, shout outs there. Uh, yeah, so, for sure. Also, don't forget to come back and join us on Saturday for the Last American Pubcast at 7 p.m. Eastern, and of course next Tuesday, seven days from now, we have a watch party that we will be having here at the Last American Pubcast. We'll have uh, plenty of guests coming in and out of the pubcast with. The, you know the four uh, hosts uh, that we will be uh, having and talking about what's happening, uh, whether or not we're going to be busting open some champagne bottles or not for the celebration to drink the tears of the uh, of the leftist left wing media, as they I'm sure are going to have a bad night if everything plays out the way it's looking like it, they're going to have a bad night. Uh, so I look forward to that. Hopefully, we're not uh, drowning our sorrows uh, that night, uh, but. Regardless, it's going to be a long stream. It's going to be a fun stream. And I'm hoping that you guys will come back, uh, come by and support us on that stream next Tuesday. What time is that again from 6.30 to 11 roughly? Yeah, we're starting the official time uh, for it. It's 6.30 p.m. Eastern time we're starting. And we're going to go to 11 p.m. is kind of penciled in. 
But if it's looking like we need to stay on air, a few of us have committed to staying on air as long as as need uh, to continue to cover maybe some of the races that may be a little tighter. So um, we're not going to stay on air for three weeks like Pennsylvania. I was going to say, we'll counting. stay on air till <laughs> December 6th if Georgia has a runoff. So, yeah. <laughs> Uh, so we'll be doing that. And, uh, of course, uh, look out on the channel. We'll have self-standing videos as well uh, throughout the week uh, from Tom, myself, and PJ, where we will be covering uh, different topics that, again, we don't have enough time to catch on the podcast. And we'll be talking about those individually on the channel as well. So make sure you watch, uh, share, and and like those videos as well. Right, Tom? Tom. Tom, PJ. PJ, whoever I am. Yeah, right. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll do that. We'll, we'll, we're cutting up clips from the longer show for you guys to share as well. So please share uh, our videos and keep checking back on the channel. We're going to have more and more content for you guys all the time. Yeah, so for sure. So ran a little bit late today. We appreciate you guys coming out, being part of the Last American Pubcast on Tuesdays. I think we're going to kind of tweak the name a little bit, like uh, Salty Bites or something. I don't know. We'll think of something and have a cool little new intro maybe. I don't know. We'll figure it out. But uh, until next time, we'll see you guys on Saturday at 7 p.m. And uh, for PJ and myself, I hope you guys have a great, great evening, and we'll see you guys soon. Have a great one, everyone.